Church family, Nick here for Daily Hope. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 today. Have you ever seen a conflict that you thought is beyond resolution? Maybe you've been one of the parties involved or maybe you've seen it on a wider level. Back in 1998, my wife and I had taken a year off our studies and we traveled abroad for a year. It was an amazing year. During that time, we spent most of it in Southern Africa. And there was a time when we were hitchhiking from Cape Town up to Durban. It took us many days to do so. Every person who picked us up on that trip was listening to the public radio because at that time in that nation, what was going on was something called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Given three or so centuries of white oppression, there was this uh, reckoning that was going on where people would come in from both sides, the white oppressors uh, and also those who were black guerrilla uh, fighters uh, were coming in and were confessing publicly on radio the things that they had done, the awful things that they had done. Now, the international community at that time thought that South Africa would end in a bloodbath. It would be a bloody revolution. But because of the work of people like Nelson Mandela, F.W. de Klerk, um, people like the Archbishop Desmond Tutu and many others, and also because of the work of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, that nation was able to step forward in peace. It was an amazing time. But you know, the truth is all of us, all the time, should be reminded that God has bridged the chasm for us. And the apostle here encourages us to be those who remember that and who walk forward. Now, I think it's a pretty good thing, a good daily discipline to remember our wretchedness. As John Newton said, I'm a very great sinner and he is a very great saviour. Here in verse 14, uh, Paul writing about our motivation to share the gospel says, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. That's why we live, friends, to be able to share Christ. We need to start by remembering that he's reconciled us. A little after that, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's you, you're a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. This comes and it begins, this foundation of this begins with us doing a sober reckoning. All of us before Christ are without hope. That's the Christian gospel. This chapter ends with what is called the great exchange, what Luther and others called it that, the great exchange. God made him who knew no sin, Jesus, to become sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It's a common Christian misconception that Jesus took the punishment for our sin on the cross. He did not. He took the very sin itself and he finished with it once and for all. And he gave us his righteousness from that place, that amazing place of the gospel and the power of the gospel comes our motivation to, to be those who reconcile the world to him. Friends, Nothing in Christ is irreconcilable. No one is beyond salvation. No situation is beyond God's mighty hand to come in and to bring peace. So I pray that today you would understand that on a deeper level. I pray that we as a church would rise up to be agents of reconciliation in our, in our day and in our time. 
I pray that you'd be blessed today, knowing that God's power dwells in you and that he has given you this ministry of reconciliation. I love you, church, and I look forward to seeing you soon.